Hello, everyone, and thanks for watching our new Food for Thought series. I'm uh, Roman Polnar, and on behalf of Hebrew Free Loans Business Circle, I'm delighted to welcome you to a series of conversations with experts in our community who have offered to share their knowledge and resources with us. Look, we're all living through a difficult time. As the pandemic wears on, we're increasingly more isolated, cut off from contact with our family and friends, and a lot of people are facing financial challenges or just major overwhelm. And just when we need our support systems and networks the most, it's harder than ever to access them. And Hebrew Free Loan has been supporting our Northern California Jewish community for 123 years. And this series is another way to offer valuable resources and support. Each person that we're speaking with is a business owner and a professional with real world experience in their area of expertise. And they have volunteered to share their insights from their field that might help you navigate whatever you're facing in your own life or business. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Stephen Debro about retirement plans during a pandemic. So whether you're a business owner or an individual participant in a retirement plan, this conversation is with a true retirement plan expert will give you valuable insights. I just want to take a moment to introduce Stephen, who is the president of Primark Benefits, which is a firm that provides pension consulting, administration, record-keeping, and actuarial services. As a retirement plan expert, Stephen has fought for retirement plan rights in Washington, D.C. He has served as president of the American Society of Pension Professionals and Actuaries, and he regularly meets with senators, congressmen, and officials in the Department of Labor, Treasury, and even the IRS to help promote and improve the private pension system. Um, I'm really thankful for Stephen to take his time and share his expertise. Stephen, welcome. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you, Roman. Glad to be here. Thank you. So listen, Stephen, perhaps the best place for us to start is um, just to give us an introduction of um, what it is that you do. Well, as, as a retirement plan expert, as you mentioned, I set up and administer retirement plans. What we do for people is help them take tax dollars and people uh, that are participant in plan, whether they be management or rank and file employees, take, take them the money that they normally send to the government in the form of taxes and instead find a way to put it into a retirement plan so they can feel better about saving and actually have money to retire with. So you've heard of a 401k plan, you've heard of an IRA. Those are just two of 24 different types of uh, retirement plans that we can bring to a small business or medium-sized business. And uh, we, we do that for many people around the Bay Area and around the country. And I hope to help everybody understand their options and make sure they feel very good about having retirement funds available to them. Well, thanks for that. And, and just as you had mentioned um, that you provide advice and assistance to both business owners um, as well as to employees, to individuals, um, make good decisions about their retirement plans, you know, I would ask what would be the top three tips that you might offer to the business owner, um, you know, as a sponsor of a retirement plan, as well as to individuals who would be participants in those retirement plans. I mean, given the obvious that we're all living through a very strange and difficult time in this pandemic. Well, you know, I have some things I'd like to discuss for participants, for example, I'd like to talk about coronavirus related distributions from retirement plans and IRAs. 
I'd like to talk about the waiver of the required minimum distribution, the old 70 and a half distribution, that's now age 72 distributions, and, and what's going on with that, and then some deadlines for participants to, to pay attention to. On the plan sponsor side, I'd like to talk about uh, the Paycheck Protection Program. That's something that, that we had to become experts on all of a sudden, and uh, funding relief for, for employer sponsors who, who found themselves in the middle of a pandemic with maybe having a funding or a cash flow shortfall or something that, that might affect their retirement plan. And then also talk about something new that, that is going on now about something called CalSavers that people are talking about. All right, well, um, let's unpack these a bit. So why, why don't we start with those top three things that you just mentioned for the individuals, the folks that have a retirement plan at work? You know, the folks that have a retirement plan at work, uh, you know, surprisingly have not panicked. You know, we, we saw, we didn't see a lot of people uh, taking money out of their plans. We did have quite a few plan sponsors make special coronavirus loans and distributions available, uh, mm -hmm. but there was no run on the bank, so to speak, even though the market, uh, you know, tanked uh, there in February, March, and, and then came back in May or June, you know, no one jumped off a cliff and sold, sold all their retirement stuff and they, they've held on. But, but we did allow uh, those plans to uh, create distributions and uh, loans for people who are affected by coronavirus. So affected, it was kind of a loose definition about, you know, you had financial circumstances in the house from members of your household uh, that are impacted or your childcare is impacted or, or just a wide range thing and you get to self-certify, I've been impacted, so therefore I'm gonna be able to uh, be able to take money out of my plan. And so we made it easy for them, our plan sponsors have. And even given that, a small number of people really took, took uh, uh, people up on these special distributions. And I think that uh, you know hardly anybody did, but the average that people did was only taking $20,000 out of their retirement plan. And this is, this is important because you know, in the average American household, there isn't a lot of other money. Uh, you have your house, you have your retirement. And I know we think everybody's one of Roman's clients and has plenty of money, but statistically, if, if it's not in the retirement plan, they don't have the cash. So, so in these times where unemployment runs out and where, uh, you know, money is scarce, people are turning to other retirement plans, but they're doing so judiciously. Now, if you do turn to your retirement plan as a source of money, uh, you know, if you have participant loans, that was great. You had some special ones that expired earlier this year, but we still have time this year if you want a coronavirus distribution. So if you've been impacted, like let's say a member of your household has been furloughed, laid off, has financial consequences, hours reduced, or you have your kids can't go to school and so you're doing the daycare at home, anything that affects you, if you're willing to certify, you get to go withdraw up to $100,000 out of your retirement plan. If your work allows you to, or if you have IRAs, you can go take it out of there. And there's a special thing that Congress did. They said, okay, we know you're just doing this temporarily. And so go ahead and withdraw the money and you can pay the taxes on that money over a three year period. So you pay a third of the taxes in uh, 2020, a third in 2021, a third in 2022. However, if things get back to normal and you find a way to restore that money to your IRA to retirement account, then you get to refile your return and take those taxes away because normally when you take money out of a retirement plan, there's taxes. And oh, by the way, they went, waived all the penalties for, for uh, these, these coronavirus distributions. So if you're gonna borrow money between now and the end of the year, and if, you, if you're willing to certify that you've been impacted somehow financially by COVID, uh, you're able to uh, do that, uh, uh, avoid 
federal penalties, maybe not state penalties, but federal penalties, and then spread out that taxation over three years and then even repay it later. So it becomes almost like a loan if you want it to be. Okay, so, uh, so we're doing that. Also uh, for those employers that don't have uh, these special kinds of loans, they may have our special kind of distributions. They may have just a regular hardship distribution. And, and the, the definition of federal hardship has changed. Normally it's uh, things like you're being evicted from your home or, or you're buying a principal residence and, and a long list. Well, they've added on the list that you can get a hardship withdrawal if you've been in a federal disaster area. So now we, we here in California are in a disaster area given the pandemic and the wildfires and you're able to go take out up to $100,000 yeah, $100, uh, assuming you have that much in your account. So, so as a source of funds, you can dip into your IRAs with the chance to pay it back and with a relaxation of the penalties and, and the taxes we spread out over three years and uh, you can, you can uh, file a thing on your tax form that allows you later on to get all that money back. So this coronavirus loan and distribution thing was a big deal that we were able as an industry to click up and do that. So uh, one other thing that happened is that, you know, just as people were in the swing of taking their required minimum distributions, uh, the pandemic happened. So normally the IRS says, well, you know, we want you to keep that money, let it grow, but eventually we want to, to start getting some taxes. So we're gonna make you take out a little bit amount starting at age 70 and a half. And then they, this last December, they moved it to age 72. So, so people were in the midst of taking these distributions and they came out and said, okay, if you have a 2020 uh, required minimum distribution, you don't have to take it. And if you had it, you got to pay it back. And so now uh, some of the people that are just turning 70 and a half in 2020, they'd be thinking, well, should I take uh, a 2020 distribution? Well, you don't have to, even if it's the first one would be delayed, even to 2021, you don't have to take that. So, so, uh, so 2020 distributions are pretty much off the table. If you were taking distributions before that, and you didn't have to take one in 2020, you will have to start again in 2021 unless they mm -hmm. come out with another waiver. So this whole change in required minimum distributions allowed to make it easier for people not to liquidate their portfolios at time when stocks were down and that kind of thing. So, so it's really, really great. Um, the other thing I wanna talk about for, for retirement plan participants is that some of you I, I know haven't actually filed your 2019 taxes yet. Uh, you are on extension and because coronavirus, your CPA wasn't working or you couldn't gather your records or whatever, please understand that there is a due date that's gonna be enforced and it's December 15th. So if you haven't filed your 2019 taxes, please do so by, 20, uh, by December 15th. Okay, so hey, that, Stephen, I, I want to go back for just a second and, and quickly just recap. So of the three or four things that you had mentioned for individuals. So it sounds like if, if someone who's watching this might have a, a financial need to tap into their retirement, but they're still in that growth phase, that they can either take the coronavirus distribution um, and then pay that off over three years. Or if they don't, they'll just spread the tax over the three years or they can still access the hardship provision, but both of those have been changed because of this pandemic makes it easier for folks to access those funds. That's correct. The hardship would be at your employer workplace and mm -hmm. you know you can always go down and take money out of your IRA. So, uh, Got it. so and you just have a special taxation uh, and a special uh, repayment opportunity that, that was new because of the coronavirus. That's great. And so, the, but the, the, the required minimum distribution that has been waived, I suppose, 
is really not for folks that are experiencing a hardship. It's rather for folks that don't need the money out of their retirement plan and can just save themselves on having to pay the tax and right. avoid the distribution. Right. And, and it was really designed because, you know, the, as the pandemic was happening, people uh, freaked out in the stock market and it mm. did a, a, a dip for just a little while and then it came back up. But, but during that dip, the Congress said, we don't want to pe people to have to liquidate their assets when they're at the lowest value in three years. Got it. And since you did mention that deadline, and it sounds like there are multiple deadlines for folks to be aware of, but if they're still filing forms, it sounds like they have been extended to December 15th. But what about retirement plan, either contributions or those withdrawals that you referenced earlier? Is there a deadline for those? Well, the withdrawals for coronavirus end on December 31st, and you need to give your bank or financial institution time. So keep that in mind. For those people still not filing their taxes, most people, a lot of people, if they have an IRA, they wait till the last day to file it. So you'll have again until December 15th to put more money in your IRA, $6,500 mm. uh, IRA contribution. Got it. All right. Well, that's great. Um, so should we shift gears and talk about what the employer or the plan sponsor should be thinking about and yes. top three well, tips all, there? Yes. First of all, there was this big thing called the, the uh, PPP, the Payroll mm -hmm. Protection Program. What it was, was the government said, we need to give small employers and medium-sized employers a chance to uh, get past this period where, where everybody's going to be furloughed or, or not working and their clients aren't going to be giving them money or, or restaurants are be closed or other mm -hmm. public places. So, so we're going to have this big thing where anybody who applies, it's going to be pretty easy to give them uh, uh, two and a half months worth of payroll if they just promise that they need it and that they're going to spend it to keep people employed. And so part of that calculation of payroll costs include employee benefits that go along with it, like your health insurance and your retirement. So we had to become experts at at guessing at how the government was going to measure that retirement and which retirement contributions counted and didn't count and all that kind of thing. So now we're in a phase where everybody wanted the money, got it, or, or applied for it, got it. And uh, they didn't actually give it all out. So I hope there's an extension someday. But we're now in the forgiveness period. So you have to go back and tell the, the SBA through your bank, hey, I spent my money on payroll costs. And they're going to want to know exactly what those payroll costs are, the wages, uh, are easy. The health insurance bills are easy, but the retirement uh, plan contributions aren't generally as easy, but we in the retirement community can help every plan sponsor, help them determine how much to put in on those bank forms so they get that amount forgiven. So that's something we're working on today. And uh, we don't know when plan sponsors are going to actually uh, be filing their forgiveness application. A lot of people have, uh, but most people haven't even started yet because the banks haven't started processing them yet. So, so we're available to, to help explain how to do that forgiveness program when it comes to the payroll costs of retirement. The second thing uh, that we wanted to talk about was that some plan sponsors actually hadn't made contributions after the pandemic. Normally, they have cash flow that comes in and then they, they pay the last year's bill. Uh, well, a lot of people weren't able to fund their defined benefit pension plans or cash balance plans. Other people had this thing called a safe harbor contribution where they had promised their employees they were going to put money in and, and usually the due date might have been, you know, in the spring or in the fall. Well, uh, Congress gave us some de uh, deferrals of when those amounts need to be paid in, and they need to be paid in by either December 31st or January 1st of next year. So, uh, so we got some funding relief. It also made it 
easier for, for plan sponsors that we're going to take to end their retirement plans and not have to make those contributions uh, for all those, uh, for the whole year, just for whatever year that they were operating. So, uh, so there was congressional relief that was very helpful there. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about for employers is there's been a lot of news about CalSAVERS. Uh, CalSAVERS is a program uh, that's, that's really great. It actually says, okay, uh, California employers, we want all of you with five or more employees to have a retirement plan. And we want you to, to go out there and find one in the marketplace. And you can hire Steven or someone like him to help you with that. But if you don't do that, we, the state of California, the people that brought you, the DMV and Caltrans, want to help you have a retirement plan for your employees. And starting with uh, the people who had more than 100 employees, they've already uh, been asked to register about 5,000, more than 5,000 employers have already registered. And they're getting in the system where they will have a retirement plan at work, uh, where everyone's automatically enrolled, and they send the money off to Roth IRAs, a vendor that the state picked. And so, uh, so everyone that was in 100 or more had to register. They delayed that to September 30th. Now, uh, if you have 50 or more employers, you're going to need to register employees. You're going to need to register by, um, by June 30th. And uh, then a year from then, uh, five or more, you're going to have to register and start sending money to the state unless you've got some other kind of retirement plan like a 401k or like whatever kind of plan we can help you with. So, so please understand that uh, you, know, you, you thought that pension wasn't required, but in California, it really is required. You're going to have to you're going to have to do it, but it's a good thing because if we save for our retirement, we'll actually feel better and we'll actually be better off with people putting money in IRAs if, if that's the only thing their employer can, can have happen. So, so CalSAVERS is important. Uh, there's a lot of people who have plans. The thoughts that CalSAVERS would also apply to them. It's one or the other. Uh, if you want to avoid CalSAVERS, you can set up a retirement plan and, and not have to deal with the state of California, which might be a good idea for you. I mean, can you, can you expand on that a little bit? And if, I'm a small business owner that does not currently have a retirement plan. Is there a particular advantage to just going with the CalSAVERS state-sponsored program or a clear advantage to just sponsoring a retirement plan on our own? Well, you have lots of choices. Like I mentioned, there's 24 different types of retirement plans and probably one of them fits you and can be customized for you. So if you go out and get a, a customized retirement plan. You can decide who's going to be in the plan. You're going to be able to decide how much they get for an employer contribution, if any. You're going to be able to pick where the money gets invested. You're going to be able to operate in a way that's best for everybody concerned, including you as the owner. Uh, you know, if you go with CalSAVERS, you're being, uh, it's, there's only one choice. You're either in it or you're out of it. And it goes off to uh, a one location that the state has picked. And it's going to be in a Roth IRA. And even if you don't qualify for a Roth IRA, you're going to get a Roth IRA and then you have to undo it or whatever. Mm. And it's automatic enrollment. And, and uh, you know, there isn't a pension professional to help you with an enrollment meeting and to guide you through a process and handhold you for this. So I don't know how small businesses going to be able to, every payday, send deferral contributions off to the state to, to go off to people's IRAs. It, it's just, it's just there. you need to have the help that, that, that it takes to run a great retirement program and you have that choice too, don't forget the government will give you a tax credit. If you come to someone like me and get a retirement plan, uh, you can have up to $5,000 of fees and expenses reimbursed uh, as a tax credit to you. And if you offer automatic enrollment, it's an additional 500 bucks. So, so there's a lot of advantage to coming to a pension professional to get a plan uh, as opposed to just 
going the flow with the state. Um, I didn't realize that there was a credit, so that's, uh, that's good to know. Now, what about if someone is just overwhelmed, they're busy, they're running their business, they might be you know, handling whatever changes are coming their way because of this pandemic. What's the time frame around the Cal Savers? Well, you know, uh, if you have more than 100, you should have already in, uh, sent them a list of all your employees and their social security numbers so that we, because they, Cal Savers needs to now uh, sort through the socials because, you know, they find out that a lot of people don't have a valid social when they go to work. So there's all those problems to handle and, and they're working through that. So, so they've, uh, they've got 5,000, more than 5,000 employers signed up. Uh, a few, few thousand of them have started submitting funds. Uh, into the program, and uh, it, it's it's going well for some. It's a nightmare for others. Some people have relied on their payroll company to uh, to do most of the work, but there's no way for an employer to avoid it. You, you know, uh, a lot of problems come to roost when you start sending people money over into an IRA, and uh, so employers are going to have to take time to talk to their employees and and tell them how they opt out, <laughs> or, mm -hmm. or or encourage them to increase. All right. It sounds more complex than it was initially designed, perhaps. And maybe if you're a listener that has a small business and no retirement plan in place, this would be a good opportunity to talk to a pension expert like yeah, Steve. You have a year from June, June 30th, a year from then, if you have five or more employees to, right. to get something else set up other than what the state of California wants to give you. Uh, so June of next year is the deadline. As June of next year is the deadline for um, uh, 2021 is the deadline for uh 10, uh, 50 or more employees. And then, uh, and then a year later in, uh, 2022, we're going to get all the small employers with five or more. Got and it. All right. Good. I just want to go back one more step because you had mentioned something earlier about the PPP forgiveness, which uh, has been a really hot topic for a lot of business owners that, uh, took out PPP loans and the forgiveness has been this big unknown, and when it comes to retirement plan contributions, is there any uh, clarity around which employer costs or contributions will actually be forgiven? Can you speak to that? Well, you know, for a long time, there wasn't clarity. And people like me were going around the country doing webcasts on how, it, how we think it works, given the way the government regulations come down and what we think it all means. But they finally came out with some guidance uh, a few months back, which made it totally clear uh, you know, you, you know, if you're putting in your matching contributions, you put in your 2019 contributions, uh, even if it's a defined benefit plan, you know, uh, that totally counts as payroll costs. What you can't do is you can't pre-fund the, the, uh, the 2020, later 2020 matches. You can't pre-fund the profit sharing for 2021. That won't count for, for uh, uh, you know, forgiveness or, or even late 2020 money after the point when your period of counting is over. So there's a period that you have to do all these, make all these payments. And it's, uh, you know, every employer has a different actual payday to payday kind of measurement period. Got it. Well, that's helpful. And on that kind of note, we're talking about changes in legislation. We're obviously just going through an election. And um, I'm wondering if there's any insight as uh, you know, we look ahead of changes coming out of Washington related to pension plans, either for business owners or for participants and the employees. Um, can you comment on or talk about what you expect to see out of Washington 
Well, uh, first, let's talk about some of the new things that did come up, like the tax credit got increased, you, you, you brought up, and, and we did have, um, you know, the 70 and a half changed to 72. Uh, we lost, in order to pay for it, we lost the stretch IRA. So there's a lot of different stretch IRA rules and, um, you know, uh, other kinds of things came up. Like, for example, you can now form together pooled employer plans. And uh, hopefully it's all about coverage. And, and one of the reasons why people don't do retirement plans is they're costly or they're few to be. So we figure if we can gather together a bunch of common employers, if we can find a way to cut their costs by pooling them together, the law now allows for that. Uh, the other thing is that part-timers, uh, we now have to keep track of them because if you have a 401k plan that excludes part-timers, if someone works 500 hours a year for you three years in a row, you're going to have to start uh, including them uh, in 2021, two, three, 2024. So, so you need to start keeping track of those records now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's, there's a way now to uh, adopt a pension plan after the close of the year. And, uh, you know, that, that was that comprises the major parts of the SECURE Act that was passed in December. Who would have thought there are so many moving parts in the pension system? But clearly there are. And, yeah, uh, there are, and there's a lot in play. And you know, again, it's America's wealth. That's where everybody has all that money. So we better pay close attention to it. And it's why most American households actually own part of the stock market. Right. Well, and that's a really good point that you bring up in terms of most Americans having money primarily set aside in their retirement plans because it's kind of auto deducted and it's just something that makes it easier for people to save. And, um, you know, just maybe in closing, um, you know, mention a couple of things, um, you know, that we um, should be thinking about whether you're a small business or a listener as a small business owner, a participant. Uh, it sounds like there are a lot of moving parts. And um, actually, before I ask the question, I would say that just personally having witnessed there's a rise of um, sort of these easy, quote unquote, easy to use online platforms that deal with retirement plans. But because of the number of moving pieces, I think it's so incredibly important to have uh, an individual such as yourself who's an expert to consult with because it's really hard for us individuals and small business owners to keep track of all of these moving pieces and making good decisions. So now I'll ask the question, is there you know, anything in closing that you might recommend that we uh, think about either as individuals or as business owners? Well, as individuals, go increase your retirement contributions. If you have a plan at work, make sure you're getting putting in at least enough to get the free money from the employer in the form of a match. But mm. try it, try, you, you know, I talk to people all the time when you get a raise, increase your deferral percentage until you, you, hit, you start maxing out. There's no one that's come to me and said, hey, Stephen, you made me save too much for my retirement. Haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> oh, please increase that. You'll feel better and you'll have more choices later. So, so and, and if you're already in a workplace retirement plan and you have maxed out, we'll turn to an IRA. Put in money after tax. You know, you won't be able to deduct it, but, but still it's a retirement accumulation that grows tax-free and you can even convert to a Roth if you want. So, so I would say contribute more, contribute often, uh, keep your eye on the ball and try and solve the savings problem. You can't invest your way out of a savings problem, but you can pay attention that the general fact is how you live in retirement is totally dependent on what you put in today. That's a good reminder, time-tested. Stephen, we've covered a lot of ground. I think there's a lot of value that folks can take away. And I hope 
that all of our viewers and listeners are taking a lot of notes and taking a lot of value from this conversation. And I want to thank you for that. But um, how can folks reach out and either get more information or the reminders about these important deadlines that you'd mentioned earlier, or all these changes that are coming down the pike? How can we better stay informed? Okay, so there's a website called primarkbenefits.com. That's, that's mm -hmm. our company, and you can go there, and we have newsletters and, and talk about deadlines and limits and, and plan choices and all that, a wealth of information there. The other thing is that you can always, you know, dial in. I want to put in a plug for Hebrew Free Loan Business Circle. You know, mm -hmm. we have a lot of professionals in that group, a lot of small business people, and it's a community of experts and and business purveyors, some of which may have started with a Hebrew loan to get their business going, and others of us that just support the organization, but it's a whole area of collaboration between people to help grow and promote each other's businesses and, and have some sort of community where we can give back to each other. And so if you go to the hfla.org, uh, hflasf.org and, uh, and go there, you, you'll be able to, to click on Primark Benefits and, and the other great uh, plant, uh, great other business owners that have uh, equally uh, high amount of expertise are great products. So, so please go visit that website too. That's a, it's a great resource. And um, I also want to thank you personally for taking the time and you have been a very active supporter and involved with Hebrew Free Loan as an agency, but also with the business circle in helping our broader Jewish Bay Area communities and Northern California Jewish community. So thank you. Thank you to the Hebrew Free Loan for sponsoring these series. Uh, to all of our viewers, I hope this has been valuable and insightful and beneficial and certainly reach out to Stephen at Primark Benefits if you are a business owner and have questions about pensions. And like Stephen said, go to the Business Circle page on the Hebrew Free Loan Agency's website to meet other Business Circle members. And if you're interested in learning more about the Business Circle, we're here uh, to talk to you about that as well. Stephen, any final remarks before we close? Well, you know, I, I had the one about saving, watch your deadlines, save often, save more, and uh, do, do contact us and get a hold of us. If any, anything comes up, you think we can help, please, we'd love to hear from you. Stephen, I just want to personally, again, thank you for taking the time. I know this is an incredibly busy season and a busy year, <laughs> given that. And so thank you for taking the time to be with us and lending your expertise. Thank you, Roman. You're a great moderator. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Bye.